Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big, juicy investment. Mmm, now that's pretty good. Learn more at fidelity.com slash baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. Are you tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? Well, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. I'm, I'm usually a proponent of the fantasy suite overnights that are a little bit more cramped because I'm like, listen, you're going to be influencers. You're going to be like getting comps and nice hotels for years this is your like, one get into chance. a windmill get right. in a windmill. this is your chance to stay in a windmill this is your chance to stay in a little tent in like the middle of the desert welcome to here to make friends a huff post podcast about the bachelor franchise where we lovingly snark on the bachelor and bachelor adjacent shows whether you love the bachelor or love to hate it we're here to break down every single delicious moment with you I'm Emma Gray. And I'm Claire Fallon. It's Fantasy Suite slash Finale Week, and we are down to three potential partners for Tasha. And I don't know about her, but I'm sorry, we can't choose. She's going to have to marry all of them. Look, that's just how it has to be. In a just world, these sweet, gentle boys would just get to hang out with each other and Tasha all the time, and no one has to have their heart broken. Right, except they do have to. Hearts will be broken by this time tomorrow. Unbelievable as it may seem, we will know whose heart has been broken. But first, we want to discuss something else that's going on in Bachelor Nation. Before we get into this, we wanted to add a quick trigger warning for the next few moments. We are going to be discussing sexual assault. Um, For those of you who haven't seen, uh, Claire and I published a pretty big investigation into um, allegations of sexual assault against Easy, um, who obviously went home a couple of weeks ago. And, you know, we had been in touch with um, a a woman who says that Easy raped her at a New Year's Eve party almost exactly 10 years ago. Um, And we were in touch with her over the course of a couple months and really tried to dig into these allegations in a way that felt fair and and did her story justice and did you know justice to um allowing easy to speak if he wanted to on them uh and and also looking into the ways in which ABC and Warner Brothers did and ultimately did not respond to these allegations once they were brought to their attention. Yeah, so this was a piece that Emma and I put a lot of reporting into, and I hope that uh, you'll all go check it out. I know that um, uh, many people in the Bachelor fandom were aware of allegations about Easy. Um, Reality Steve and Ashley Spivey had 
spoken about them and published about them. Um, and, you know, the, the woman that we talked to had also tweeted about it early on in the season. Um, so uh, if you heard a little bit about those allegations or if you never heard about them and this is coming as a surprise, um, I really uh, hope that you'll read the story and and learn some of the details um, about the allegation and also, as Emma said, about the investigation that Warner Brothers conducted. Um, it was, uh, you know, like a lot of viewers, we were fans of Easy when he first showed up. And uh, this wasn't a story that we were, you know, happy looking to report for, in some excited sense, about. Looking for. Uh, you know, no one wants to hear about that something like this has happened or has been alleged to happen. But um, we thought it was really important to look closely at at what was going on, to talk to the woman, to talk to people who had heard her story over the years from her um and and do a really thorough job on it and one takeaway that i found really compelling you know over the course of our reporting we did have quite a lengthy conversation with um an entertainment employment lawyer who who specializes in sexual harassment cases and specifically had helped represent um the woman who was sexually harassed on the set of survivor and she had some really interesting insights into kind of the the bind that ABC and Warner Brothers probably found them in, given the timing um, of when the allegations came out and the fact that they did not occur um, this, within a, an employment context. And we go into that in the story. Uh, but she also suggested that one way that ABC and Warner Brothers could kind of get ahead of allegations like this you know obviously this is not something that is going to be caught in a background check but it is something that has like a good chance of coming out once people see um that a person that may have you know impacted their life or impacted their friend's life is going to be on this show uh so so what are is the network what is the production company supposed to do once that happens especially um if they are already filming. And once they're once filming has ended, it becomes a lot harder to to take concrete action. So this lawyer suggested that something they could do is just make it clear uh that there is a way to contact production with allegations um before filming occurs. And she suggested they could set up something like a tip line. You know, obviously this would open them up to having to vet potentially a lot of allegations and so I can see why you know they might be reticent to do that but um I do think that it is an interesting idea and a way to you know head off these problems before they get to the point that we saw that we saw these get to which is that you know this story was building uh when the show was already filmed edited and locked um and you know, again, as Claire said, this wasn't a story that was like particularly fun to report out. And we also want to be clear that we really took seriously the history of, you know, false sexual assault allegations against black men. There's a really dark history in this country of white women falsely accusing black men of sexual assault and causing real and irreparable harm to those men um, and their lives. 
And we did hold that history, you know, very closely as we were doing this reporting. And all reporting, I think, comes from a place of healthy skepticism. And then you look for where the evidence is. Um, And, you know, we certainly, if we had had reason to believe these claims were not credible, we certainly wouldn't have gone through with the story. And I think that if you read the story, it really does, um, the reporting really holds up and really speaks for itself. And we just encourage you to to give it a read and uh, use it as as sort of material to think about how you want to see this show deal with this sort of thing in a more responsible way moving forward. Yeah, thanks, Emma. I think that that really says it all. Um, and on that note, uh, I think it's time. Fantasy Suites? To Is take it time? a sharp pivot to Fantasy <laughs> yes. Suites. And it's just us today. So, uh, you yes, know, we, because we, we will feel... be potting again tomorrow and <laughs> with a <you> guest, <laughs> with a guest. And there's only so much socializing we can take in any given week these days. <laughs> you know, all this time trapped in our apartments has has weakened our social muscles. Um, so it's just Emma and I and we're going to be returning to the La Quinta Resort for <laughs> where we have been trapped seasons. for a we... very long time. <laughs> There's something like really um, specifically for fantasy suites week, a very weird vibe to doing it on the same resort where they've been this entire time. Like Tasha is standing on a balcony surveying her realm, uh, which is populated only by the three potential sexual partners that she has winnowed down from her initial crop of suitors. Um, like I think when they're traveling and they're in a new location, it's easier to like chop the relationships apart and make it seem more like, oh, she's just on a romantic vacation with this guy. And then, oh, the next day with this guy. And now it's really like, I've got this pool of dudes here in my laboratory. Yeah. Got it. Just one, one after another. And like, they (laughs) will be fully aware of what's happening exactly when it's happening. They're um, still all hanging out because I mean, where yeah. else are they going to go? Nowhere. They're going to go nowhere, Claire. They're going to stay in their tiny rooms and be shepherded to like another corner of the resort for their sex date. I don't know. It's, it's I pretty incredible when, uh, stuff. When they when they remixed Caitlyn's season because um, they wanted to like change the order of when she got to potentially have sex with the rest of them after the the incident with Nick that so they ended up having the fantasy dates I think still in Ireland and but Nick and Sean just hated each other so much it was all just like knotted with tension and confrontation and instead we get these three dudes just kind of like chilling they're like this is tense but like haha you're all so great like we're buddies but also rivals like how do we get through this together as pals they're all just like this is awkward but yeah we like each other and I Brendan you know turns to Zach and he's like we probably don't want to get divorced again so that's the thing like and Zach's like yeah not no one's trying to stack divorces uh, and Ivan's just like well I guess I can't participate in this part of the conversation but it's like a very sweet dynamic between all of them they're really like trying to make it not awkward while also acknowledging that the whole project is deeply awkward 
Um, and meanwhile, Tasha Tasha gets to have multiple girl chats with former bachelorettes this week. Like a big week for girl chats. It's really incredible that they had all of these former bachelorettes on retainer quarantining for <laughs> Tasha. But I mean, fair enough. She's had a very compressed bachelorette run. I would expect her to need some extra support. I certainly would in her situation. Um, so Jojo shows up again. Um, I mean, yeah, why have Jojo go through that quarantine and then not keep her around? Yeah, I think Jojo just stayed there. Yeah, of course. Um, and they discuss the stress of going into fantasy suites, knowing that you're falling for multiple people. And and I was thinking back to Jojo's season and just how much most of those men sucked. And I was like, I feel like it should have been a little bit easier for you, but there's no accounting. I was like, Jojo, you weren't in love with Robbie. I mean, and it's hard were, for me to buy. I, it's concerning. <laughs> I'm like, you had a clear choice. Like Jojo, Jojo's season was like, it was very clear who she was picking. Yeah, that was a classic, a classic, we know exactly who she's going to pick because it's hard to just, it's inconceivable that she would pick Robbie. Um, (laughs) But JoJo's like, listen, it's going to get harder with fantasy suites and at that extra time with the men, but it's, it's also so rewarding. It's one of those like going, being the bachelorette and going through fantasy suites is just one of those things, you know, like parenting a toddler or running a marathon or starting a nonprofit that's just like it's hard but it's rewarding. I mean, a lot of men on the bachelorette are similar to toddlers. So <laughs> like not in this particular in this, season. But on JoJo's but... season, perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Chris Harrison goes to see the three men uh, to tell them that it's sex week. Um if you're not ready for an engagement, like get the fuck out. Like this is where Chris Harrison I feel starts to plant the seeds of Brendan's eventual like realization that he must leave. I just felt that the whole time they were like needling him and poking him and being like, dude, you're not ready. Get out. (laughs) And like, honestly, fair, you know, like I suspect because of how much they seem to be pushing Brendan to a breaking point. That that they know that Tasha does not think she's going to pick him. Because I think of what happened with Colton's season, where Colton sort of said, you know, his theory at least and at the time was that because he lied to production about Cassie being his top pick, that they viewed her as drama fodder, that they could like get her to leave and not mess up his love story and create drama on the margins. So I'm wondering if this is a hint that they're like, Brendan is someone we can squeeze some drama out of without stepping on our leads. Final choice. Maybe. I don't know. I think that that's a good... I, also, because I think Zach is who she has ranked number one right now. What? I Also, also because I think Zach is clearly her top ranking guy right now. Yes. No, so, I, I totally agree. I mean, we'll get into this later, but I, I had very, like, complicated feelings about the way everything with Brendan went yeah. down. And but also, I think that you're right. Also, at this point, if I'm production, I'm also thinking that this might really mess with Ivan, who we just heard tell his family that he simply wasn't ready to propose. And that was, like, yesterday. Um, and Ivan, you know, makes a really hard dive right into commitment 
cool in this episode, but you could see it going a different way. Um, true. At this point, but for me, no, he he doubles down, and Ivan also gets the first fantasy suite. Uh, Zach and Brendan really try to be like supportive, making jokes. Um, <laughs> after Ivan leaves, Zach's like, "Ivan's a good dude. I let my sister date him." I don't know if I'd let my girlfriend date him. I'm like, first of all, Zach, you don't get to let any woman <laughs> date anyone. But yes, point taken. It was pretty funny. I like Zach a lot. Uh, yeah, I, I I think that that sounded more like a a figure of speech to me. Definitely, um, definitely, definitely. But uh, they're they're being very sweet. Brendan's like, don't mess it up, man. Um, <laughs> and Ivan heads off for a date the date card was our love is timeless um so you're thinking this could really go a lot of different ways i certainly did not think it would go the way of sitting in an ice bath for six minutes while trying to kiss i thought it was going to be more like they they made a time capsule or like a scrapbook which is another like very classic bachelorette trope but instead uh they seem to be just doing like a series of Carly and Evan redux dates for these fantasy suites, which is like, it's sort of a weird vibe for fantasy date. They're, these are usually like very sweeping travel dates. And instead they're like, can you withstand like freezing cold temperatures and like hold each other's like lips to each other? Like it's not a yeah. good kiss. It's usually like, yeah, one person gets the day on a yacht date and one person gets the like skydiving date and one person or like, or, gets or the they're like beach in date. the in the in Vietnam like fording down a river yeah making some weird cultural like culturally <laughs> inappropriate references like I I don't know it's this yeah was just, but this it is felt I mean, very Carly and and Evan uh during their beautiful timeless romance on Bachelor in Paradise they ended up with a lot of the goofier variants of the we have nothing for you guys to do on this resort except hang out and do crafts type dates. <laughs> and like that's also those are the only options that they really have on this season as well. So, yes, those are the same like pool of dating ideas that we're drawing from. Uh, and so but even like Carly and Evan for their longest, hottest kiss got a huge audience you know, and like official Guinness record, you know, assessor and Portasia and Ivan, they just are sitting in two ice baths on the lawn <laughs> with like literally the film crew, Chris Harrison and Big Polly, who is Who's like the security guy <laughs> <laughs> who is there to help Chris Harrison provide commentary. Um, he is billed as an ice bath kiss expert, um, but we all know that was it was cute. But this is built on lies. Yeah, um, it was a, I, I liked the the little big poly cheekiness. Uh, and Tasha and Ivan gamely get into their individual ice baths, and it looks extremely painful. But they're here for love, so they're gonna do it. I and just, by the way, this is a fake, a fake record. Like, what do you mean the longest, <laughs> coldest kiss? This, the longest the two people have ever held their lips together while being in ice water just like doesn't seem like a real record to me but 
apparently someone had already established a a record of five minutes and 15 seconds. I think that you can just like make a record of anything. I mean, and then once it's there, you can beat it. Like it's, but it's, yes, it makes no sense. There's no, like, I don't understand why there's even a sense of accomplishment here. This is just a torture device, but it works. It's sort of like maybe makes their adrenaline rush a little bit because they're literally freezing to death. Yeah. There's a point where Tasha's like, my body is going numb and I think I can't make it. But then like, I don't know, our breathing synchronized and I just got very calm and I relaxed into it. And I was like, Tasha, this is what it feels like when you are freezing to death. Your body is shutting down. They finally break apart. They've broken the record by far. They kept kissing for over a minute after time was called. These, this is just showing off. (laughs) Or they're like entering hypothermia and have no, like diminished. um, They literally can't move. Yeah. <laughs> we move very quickly on to the night portion of the date where Tasha arrives in a black sequined romper. Uh, and Ivan is ready to just like dive into love. I want to like briefly note that that could not have been their entire day portion of the date. Like usually the fantasy suite does involve like a significant amount of time just hanging out. And I wonder if they're just like, all right, great. You made out in an ice tub bath for six minutes. Go back to your rooms. Or if they were like, now you can just like go hang out and have a mimosa. Like, I think they just cut a lot of that date. Like we saw later, um, even for Zach and Tasha's date, that there was a whole second portion we yeah. didn't see. They played in the credits. So you're definitely right. That couldn't have been the only thing they did. Like fantasy dates are full, basically like full day, full night affairs yeah. with a small break to to change in between. Um, but we are in the night portion and like they are ready to gush about each other. They oh. got through that ice bath so they could have a life together. That's what that means. I'm going to make my boyfriend get in an ice bath with me as a test. He <laughs> fails. He's got to go. I mean, there certainly are no challenges that differ meaningfully from making out for six minutes while in an ice bath. <laughs> Uh, over the course of a life and parenting together that that's pretty much that's it and uh, Ivan is just like this is the moment that I need to lock this down and he tells her that he's told her in the past that he really likes her but he's actually been falling in love with her for a while and it's more than that now which is an interesting way to set up his confession that he is falling in love with her. I was like, he's priming himself to say that he's already in love with her, but instead he sticks with, I'm falling in love with you right now. Because he was starting to fall in love and now he's actively now he's falling in, in love. <laughs> he's in deep free fall right now. <laughs> there, are, Look, as we've <laughs> gone over before, there are many steps in the falling in love to in love process in bachelor bachelorette world i think he's in and the so jogging is, stage yeah he's well on his way <laughs> um but it's not like quite there yet you know and i appreciated that he was like that word means a lot to me and also we keep forgetting that Tasha's process or i keep forgetting that Tasha's whole process has been really condensed like this has only been maybe four weeks and that's a lot less time than um you know, most seasons um, give the lead. So 
man, they're really they're really being crunched here. And she tells him that, you know, she hadn't really been sure where he stood before, but she's happy to hear that. And she's falling for him, too. I also love that they sort of went back and acknowledged that really intense, beautiful conversation that they had had about, you know, Black Lives Matter and growing up um, mixed race. And she says, like, he was the first person that she took her walls down in front of and that they really connected and that they feel that things have felt very easy between them since. And I loved that acknowledgement of not just like his performance of, you know, quote unquote, opening up, but the fact that they built a mutual connection by sharing real things about their lives with each other. Um, And that just felt that felt like very real relationship. Like that is how you connect with a person. I just I really like Ivan. I don't I don't see him being the guy at the end of this, which just like breaks my heart because I love him. But I thought this date was was really nice. Yeah, it is just like being able to juxtapose the different relationships so quickly. Like if you're Ivan, you've got to be feeling really good about this date. Like, oh, yeah, she said she was falling for him. He confessed his feelings. They talked about how they could do anything together. They're planning what their life would look like. But they can even things survive a night in an airstream. Oh, God. (laughs) Yeah, so that's their fantasy suite is a little Airstream trailer with uh, champagne and donuts set up for them like outside the trailer under fairy lights. It's very cute. It's very like van life. Um, it's very uh, Instagrammable, but it 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 didn't seem necessarily luxurious inside, <laughs> I would say. So I have actually um, spent a night in an Airstream hotel in New Mexico. And it's really, I think it's really fun. And it is sort of romantic in that you like see, like, I assume where they are, they're in Palm Springs. I assume there are some like mountain ranges you can see, some like beautiful vistas. I feel like they could have played that up more. Like, that's sort of why it's nice to stay in an Airstream. If they were just like seeing the pool, then <laughs> that seems worse. Right. Um, so I'm, I'm usually a proponent of the fantasy suite overnights that are a little bit more cramped because I'm like listen you're gonna be influencers you're gonna be like getting comps and nice hotels for years this is your like one get chance. into a windmill get right. in a windmill. this is your chance to stay in a windmill this is your chance to stay in a little tent in like the middle of the desert you know and a, a, a glamping tent like is that my top place to have a luxury night maybe not but it's not an opportunity that comes around all the time the Airstream trailer on the the lot of a resort to me, I was like, eh. it was especially because he got the yeah. ice bath. Like he deserves some luxury, you know. I know he's got to warm up. I mean, <laughs> my God, poor Ivan. Give the man like an, a beautiful king size bed with like you know a million thread count sheets. Like it, it, it did feel he it did feel that he got a little bit shortchanged, even though I personally love a nice romantic um refurbished airstream date it it felt a little a little less than fantasy but very cute and again Tasha and Ivan just if I didn't know how into Zach and Brendan she was I would feel 
like this is the date of a front runner she's like he's literally everything like I see such an amazing life with him he's everything I want um they seem to wake up very happy they eat breakfast outside he's ready to propose Tasha's like we talked about everything we can be silly we can be serious they talked about religion. They talked about their future. I mean, they got into real deep things. Ivan tells the other guys when he gets back that they stayed up all night, watched the sunrise, uh, and they didn't sleep at all. To which Zach and Brendan are like, it's cool. great, man. <laughs> um, and Zach then reveals that he's um, to Ivan that he's got the next date card. Zach, let's explore each other. Um, I have to say, this phrasing threw Brendan and <laughs> Ivan for a major loop. Ivan was, like, feeling so great. And then he's like, oh, oh, you're yeah. going to you're going to explore each other like like and even like Zach, like when he's getting ready, keeps being like, I'm so excited to see Tasha and like talk with her and like explore. Can't Zach's wait like, yeah. to explore. Zach is sort of like cheekily explore. like, you know, I mean, I'll I'll take it. I didn't say it. They said it. Yeah. They wrote it. Explore. Not me. Not my phrasing. He's like, that's an interesting word. Explore. <laughs> explore. It's funny if, if you say explore enough times, you know, it almost doesn't sound like a word anymore. Um, <laughs> and so Zach is like, as usual, when he's about to see Tasha, just like vibrating out of his body with excitement. Like, I'm genuinely a little worried that his heart could not take the excitement of being engaged in Asia. <laughs> like it, physically I'm like can he handle it um and after he leaves Ivan and Brendan just they sort of sit there awkwardly and they're like this is so awkward and I was like give these guys a PlayStation like I don't want to see them in this much pain like just I want to cut them have back Netflix just for this one you I know cut just back for and a see day. them just watching you know the princess switch. I want to cut right. back and see them playing uh, an, some sort of video game that I don't know what video games exist. Give them Settlers of Catan. Like, just sure. let them do something <laughs> other than stew in their own misery, which is which is certainly what Brendan continues to do Ugh. during Zach's date. Giving him the last date, and because of the setup where we see a lot of them interacting before and after dates with each other... We do know what order the dates are in this season and and putting Brendan last was clearly just like a intentional yes. choice to get in his head and it is effective as we will hear later. So Zach and Tasha are going to explore through art. And when you talk body about art. art on The Bachelor, that always means someone's getting naked. They're doing body art. And so they change into like white undies. And they roll around on a canvas with paint and make body art. Again, they this had is a, a lot of fun. Episode. Yeah. They they really were into it. Tasha just brings such a good energy to every single thing she does. Like she looks at everything with new eyes. She's the perfect bachelorette to be trapped in this resort with because she just finds like giddiness in in every new activity, even if it is like very uninspiring to to most people she's just like our art is amazing it looks so good they're both just laughing a lot and they somehow 
they are given colors which when all mixed together do not just turn into like poop color oh yeah which is incredible they end up in like a pool of lilac colored paint just making like, out and then imagining that is not, a day that's together. That's not how it's worked when I have like finger painted <laughs> it, it, with various colors. It's just like, it doesn't look nice at the end. You know, with Carly and Evan, they were like, whatever, you can roll around in brown for all we care. But with Tasha and Zach, they were like, we need them to look like they're magical unicorns at the end of this. And um, they did. They look like, they need to look like beautiful slices of unicorn toast. And. <laughs> They're just like lying in this pool of lilac and talking about how one day maybe they would have a day together that was just normal, you know, like you just hang out on a boat all day and then you watch the sunset and go out for sushi. Is that what it's like when you when you live in Orange County? Oh, my God, Emma. She was saying that. And I was looking around at my like tiny apartment, just like strewn with ripped pieces of paper, which are my son's (laughs) favorite toys now. And like. I've chosen wrong. I was like, wait, was it an option for me to choose a life where I just hang out on a boat all day and then go out for sushi? Because that sounds like it could be fun. But you know what? Tasha wants five kids. So maybe she should think more about what her days are going to look like in the future. Um, And afterwards, Zach is just like looking at his purple coated body. And he's like, how did I get to this moment in my life? Like, he's just like, this is an, an unbelievable blessing that I could never have foreseen. He's like, here I am, a 36-year-old man from New Jersey. <laughs> and now I am like with this incredibly beautiful, vibrant woman on a national TV show. I have fully purple paint on my teeth and she still finds me desirable. This like, is like Tasha, the true Cinderella I mean, story. For Zach. Yeah. yeah. Zach is Cinderella. Yeah. And I, I love it. I find Zach to be, he's just very relatable. I've said this before, but like in the best way, he's every man you might see on Hinge if you were swiping on the west side of Manhattan. And I'm I'm just on board with it. He also like, and Tasha says this, she's like, Zach just has this sort of swag about him. And I think that there is something about Zach because he has been through so much in his life because he is a little older than the other guys he has a sense of self and a sense of confidence that is like incredibly sexy and and, and an incredible turn on to Tasha. and it's inc- like to be able to both have that confidence and to also feel that sense of wonder that the other person has chosen you is I think a, a really beautiful combination like it's not like his his astonishment that Tasha has picked him is because he's just like, I suck. Like I'm a worm. Like why right, do you even exactly. like me? Yeah. It's like a really beautiful mixture. And, uh, he, and I think that he, for him, I, he sees it as something Tasha has brought out in him. He's like, there was something disconnected in me and Tasha just like connected it. Now I'm turned on as it were. And he's like, I need to tell more her. More ways than more one. <laughs> he's like, I need to tell her that I'm falling in love with her, that I want to marry her. Um, and so they they head to the night date, sit down to dinner. And was this, this is when where she you was wearing to- the craziest, like, sweetheart neckline, bejeweled pink, like, bustier dress? 
Her looks have just been out of control. It was, it was really something. Especially because, like, it's like the full, the wardrobe that you would have on an ordinary season, but she's always just at the resort <laughs> wearing her, like, gown to eat dinner by the pool. Um, I love it. And so they they begin to to reflect on the day and she tells him and this is where i first started to get the feeling that Tasha feels a level of certainty about Zach that she doesn't feel about the others yeah. even though she feels very strongly for all of them she says that she basically wouldn't trade this bachelorette experience for anything in the world especially her time with him and that was like the first thing that I remember her saying where I was like, oh, <laughs> that's a little telling, isn't it? Don't you think, Tasha? <laughs> um, and he remembers their first kiss and how afterwards she said that he was different. And he says that's when he realized he had a shot with her because not everyone like recognizes that he's a little different. Um, or, or I guess thinks that that difference is is a good it? thing, and she yeah. seemed to appreciate it. Um, but yeah, Tasha brings up to Zach that she had spoken to his mom about how he had initially said that he didn't want kids, and she brings up that like when they talked about it, he always said he was on board. Like she's been very open; she wants five kids, and Zach says, you know. I told myself a lie for a long time that I just wanted to be the fun uncle, like love and a family. It just seemed too hard. But being here and being with Tasha has made him realize that he wants to be a father and he thinks he'd be a really good dad and a good husband and he deserves those things. And I loved that phrasing of it. It wasn't like, it, like, yes, it was crediting his connection to Tasha for like bringing these things out in him. But he wasn't like, you've allowed me to see that maybe one day I could deserve X, Y. He's like, yeah, I just had a realization. And like, I feel confident in my own abilities and I feel confident in what I deserve. And I want to do those things with you. And like, again, it's just, that's like a really sexy attitude. It's not an overconfidence. It's just a a solid sense of self. Yeah. And Tasha also loves hearing this. Um, and not even as much as what she hears next, which is that he tells her that he loves her uh, for the first time. And, and she says it back. What? And she says it back. That that shocked me. Like Me too, to be honest. I, because it's it's rare, you know, we've seen leads like breaking their rule, this like unspoken rule of not responding until the end. Um, to that kind of declaration in recent seasons. But usually it's like then played for drama of some sort in which they say it to multiple people. But we only heard her say it to Zach. So I was like, what is, yeah, like, what's the end game here other than Zach? I don't know. It's, it was, yeah, like, I, I do shocked. wonder if she would have said it to Brendan if he had said it to her. Yeah. Because while well, I, I think, think that's that she point. has fingered Zach as her end game guy. I think that she has a similar depth of relationship with Brendan. But then again, you know, he says, I love you. And she says, I love you too. And I've known that I love you for like a while. I don't think I've ever felt this way before. And she's really giddy and she keeps talking about it. And she's just, she's just like, I'm so happy. I'm just so happy. Yeah. 
She's like, I'm trying to like figure out what's wrong. And he says, what if nothing's wrong? That's a romantic line. Like this is like the end of the movie. (laughs) Yeah, this is where the rom-com ends. But no, there's more. Um, So they decide to do the fantasy suite. Yeah. Um, And they get a, a suute. Um, Although, they, honestly, it was still a little underwhelming. Like, I mean, they they've got already a lot been staying room. in these suites the right. whole time. <laughs> exactly. Like, they all have, like, nice rooms at this resort. So this was just, like, a very... I was like, you guys could have judged it up a little more. <laughs> like, call in some rental furniture for this. It was just... Stick a jacuzzi in the middle yeah. of the floor. You know what? Care. It did It did feel very, like, back-to-basic, sort of like when um, Amanda and Alex Michelle in season one are, like, at a random New York hotel, and they're just at, like, a very, like, middle-range, like, room at the W, and it's, like, <laughs> looks fine. Like, this felt like that. Yeah. Um, but they're just so focused on each other and their newfound love that... They, I don't even think we really get the tour of the suite that you sometimes get where they're no. like, oh, look at this. Oh, a hot tub. Instead, they're just like, let's make out and roll around on the bed. There's a lot of making out. A like, lot of- they, these two love to make out. And I'm here for it. Me I want too. that for Tasia. It's a good energy. Uh, Tasia's like, Zach loves me and I love Zach. And she's giddy. Um, and in the morning, you know, at this point, I was like, this is like the final test. She says, I want validation that my heart is right and he's right. And I was like, okay, so if the fantasy portion <laughs> doesn't go well, then maybe the other guys could be back in contention. Yeah, you're like, but... if Zach is really bad in bed, <laughs> Ivan has a fighting chance. <laughs> but if he's happy in the morning, if she's happy in the morning and he's happy in the morning, then then this might be a lock. And guess what? They're happy in the morning. In fact, they, they tried, are dancing they, on the bed together. I loved this. I thought it was adorable. They tried to do the thing where it's like, oh, are they making sex noises in the morning? And it was like, no, that's, that's very obviously not that. But they tried to do that little fake out. And then they're just like adorably having a dance party on the bed. It looked really fun. I just love their mutual energy. Zach is it's wearing her really silky happy. little robe. It's very cute. <laughs> like there's, yeah, it's playful. It's very playful. And uh, he says that they had moments of passion and kissing and closeness, mm-hmm. but also mm-hmm. serious moments of digging in, you know, talking about a future together. I'm actually very curious with this relationship. Like, I would love to see a conversation where they get into where would we live? How would our careers work? Because to me, like, they obviously have an incredible connection, but theirs are the lives that I'm, like, the most unsure how how they would merge. Like, it would require pretty big changes um, on at least one of their parts, if not both. You know, I've been thinking about this because I, I do wonder, Ivan and Zach both, seem to have sort of more traditional careers like they have jobs um and they don't live in LA that I know of I'm actually not sure where Ivan lives but no he's Dallas yeah um but you know I do wonder if if you're in a position like Zach if if there's a way to to pivot you know and to be like whether it's in New York, uh, and Tasha wants to come move here and be an influencer here, or whether I move to LA, if there's a way to fold my passion for like, um, you know, addiction counseling into 
uh, a career that's compatible with Tasia's. And I do think there actually could be that for Ivan. Oh, I being agree. Like an, an aeronautics engineer or something of that nature. That would be harder. That actually yeah, seems like little, the toughest. I think there might be fewer fewer options for him. Right. Whereas you're, you're very right. I guess I just would have like loved to hear that conversation. Like Me I love too. sort of getting an insight into those more like practical considerations and, and the way that they're talking about that. I like when we get to see it, but I, I fully trust them and I trust that that they are having those conversations probably just off camera. Yeah. And uh, they separate. Uh, Tasha starting to, I think, feel really serious She's pensive. She's like, I do have feelings for Brendan and Ivan, too. I can still see myself with any of them. And I feel like she has that seriousness that you have when you realize who you're going to pick. And we've seen that before on this show, that, like, having a really good date with someone can sometimes jolt you into being like, you know, it's not this person, even though we had a really good date, or it is this person. And now the remaining guys that I thought I would have more time to decide about, I'm going I know I'm going to have to say goodbye to them. And that's that's kind of how I what I took away from her mood after this date. Um, Zach is glowing. Uh, he reenters the common room and is like, the moral of the story is Tasha's the real deal. Um, the other men are like, yes. <laughs> Brendan, like audibly gulps. <laughs> Brendan seems to be like audibly gulping and sweating in response to every single thing that happens to him this episode like he's, he's just like a, a cartoon of a guy tugging at his collar with like the sweat droplets coming off of his brow he is like fully having like on the verge of a panic attack this entire time um and i'm not even necessarily saying that that's unwarranted like this is like i a would be a lot i would be too there's a lot being thrown at him um and his date card says let's see what the future holds and apparently the future holds an extended infomercial for Neil Lane jewelry. We're going to take a quick break, but when we get back, we'll have more on part one of Tasha's big finale. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sometimes there will be something that is just like nagging at me, bothering me about something in my life. And I just swirl it around and around and around in my head and don't quite know how to address it. And something that can really help me sort that through and like take action is therapy. I completely agree. I've been really stressed lately because I've just been getting sick over and over again. And before I know it, I'm feeling a lot of emotions and I don't even connect where they're coming from with the actual origin. We all carry around these stressors, right? And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a great safe space to get things off of your chest and figure out how to actually work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash love to see it today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash love to see it. Okay, so you got engaged. Congrats. Now you may be wondering what comes next. If you're planning a wedding, the first thing you need to know about 
is Zola. With Zola, you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. From the day you get engaged and search for the venue to the day you send out your save the dates, make your registry, and even taste your cake. Zola has literally everything you need to make the whole process super easy and actually even enjoyable. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go or, you know, from your couch, which is certainly how, uh, if I was planning a wedding, I would definitely want to do it as loungily as possible. <laughs> so important. I also just know myself. I, I know that planning any kind of event, like even a birthday party can get very stressful. And so it's been really cool to see friends use Zola. It really seems to make everything a lot less stressful. And as a frequent wedding attender, I love to be able to hop on that Zola registry and just purchase a gift. Easy peasy. I know I've done it. I won't forget. Thank you, Zola. Yeah, everything's all in the same place. It's perfect. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A.com. I am so glad that it's finally warming up. And it also means that I just want to have fun this summer and I don't want to be worrying about meal prep. And luckily... I can do something about that with Factor, especially because they have so many meal options like Protein Plus, Keto, Vegetarian, something for every diet. Their fresh, never frozen meals are ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every single week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Make your whole day delicious. From breakfast to dessert, stay fueled with easy, nutritious options. I love having a few factor meals just sitting in my fridge, especially because I work from home. It's so nice to finish up a taping and not have to figure out what to cook myself. Just look in my fridge and be like, oh, in two minutes, I can be eating mushroom chicken thighs and wild rice or tomato basil chicken risotto or Santa Fe style green chili beef skillet. And they always have a nice like vegetable side. It feels well balanced. I feel full after and it's not a headache at all. Head to factormeals.com slash LTSI 50 and use code LTSI 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code LTSI 50 at factormeals.com slash LTSI 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Oh, I'm so happy the weather is finally turning. If you, like me, have been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune, then Quince is for you. You can build up a lineup of timeless pieces that will keep you looking effortlessly chic year after year. Like premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings right on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, as well as premium fabrics and finishes. I love Quince for all these staples. I mean, linen is my favorite summer fabric. They have so many amazing linen staples. I also found my new go-to like summer running around to the playground in the coffee shop bag. It's the pebbled Italian leather. 
front sling bag. I can just fit a wallet and my phone and my AirPods in it, maybe some lip balm. Absolutely perfect. I'm so obsessed with it. And the price was exactly what I wanted to. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash LTSI for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash LTSI to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash LTSI. Anyone who's been listening to this podcast for a while or even not that long knows that we love article. I mean, honestly, I'm looking around my home right now. Coffee tables from article. That lovely chair out on my deck. Article. Our big console. Article. I'm My bed frame. Article. This is an article household. It is. And it's, I mean, it was an inspiration to me. We finally got our first article piece of furniture recently, our new couch. And my husband and I are both constantly just like, how did we live before this couch? This is such an improvement over what we had before. It's so comfortable. It just seems to get more comfortable every day. I mean, it's the couch you dream of. And the reason that we have both been able to find ideal furniture on Article is because Article believes in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their online-only model, they have some really delightful prices, too. Their curated assortment of mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandi, and boho designs makes furniture shopping simple. And their team of designers are all about finding that perfect balance between style, quality, and price because we all want the best of all of those three things united in one piece of furniture, right? Plus, they're dedicated to thoughtful craftsmanship that stands the test of time and, you know, looks good doing it. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash LTSI and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash LTSI for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. And now back to the show. Did you know, Emma, Neil Lane jewelry <laughs> is handmade. That means it's made not by machine hand. Made. Not it's not machine. made by the machine. It's it's hand <laughs> set, and that means that it's handmade. And all of his pieces are handmade. We can get into it more later. Yeah, but oh my um, God. like Tasha basically is dressed up for uh, an engagement shoot when they meet. She's wearing a stunning red wrap dress. She's like Brendan is everything I want. I love everything about him. Now is the time to throw him in the deep end of the engagement waters and see how he's going to respond. So she introduces him. This was an incredible scene that I loved very much. She introduces <laughs> oh. him to Neil Lane, who is seated at a piano very casually. And the 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 sort of setup is as if they expect Brendan to be sort of blown away, like the guy like, at the piano ah, turns Neil. around and it's Neil Billy Lane, Joel. Of course. Right. <laughs> and instead, it's like, this is Neil Lane. And Brendan's like, uh, and she's like, he's the guy who does the diamonds and the glitz and he's like uh and Elaine is like I'm the guy who does the rings for the show basically and yeah, he's like, and he's oh, like okay oh, oh <laughs> yeah it was so I was like oh Brendan has no idea who this guy is also Tasha has set this whole thing up by saying I have a friend that I want you to meet so I would have assumed it's like a family member or like a former bachelorette or yeah, someone he might someone actually, who actually have like, wanted to meet <laughs> right instead it's like 
know the guy who does the rings. And this uh, extended scene with Neil made it very clear why most of the time it's just Neil like showing up, saying hi, <laughs> and like opening a ring box, presenting. Right. Like there's not a lot of dialogue required of him. There's this, and this idea is why. that because he is the jewelry designer that he must have some sort of wisdom about who they should get engaged to or what makes for good engagement. Um, no sort of scene of Neil Lane in the past or present on the show has ever supported that idea in any way. Um, he is very adept at explaining that his jewelry is handmade. Um, so oh, he shows and, them and some of, engagement oh. rings and some men's bands. And of course, like, we have heard Brendan express over and over again that the idea of getting engaged again is something he takes incredibly seriously. He's not going to rush into it. He has a lot of, you know, understandable, like, emotional trauma from his divorce. His divorce is fairly recent. Uh, and he has been, you know, increasingly expressing doubts about specifically the act of getting engaged and Neil is just like really hammering home like this ring means eternity you are locked to this person forever you are making a commitment to forever and we all know that people get engaged on this show all the time without certainty about forever like that is quite literally the whole gambit Uh, and yet they are really it felt like they were really trying to freak Brendan out and they were really trying to cause him to have a break and run away. That is that is how it felt to me. Like, yeah. all I could think about was the scene um, in Sex and the City where uh, Carrie is engaged to Aiden and she and Miranda go to try on, like, ugly wedding dresses as a joke. And the minute that Carrie puts on a wedding dress, she just physically breaks out into hives and is like I have to end my engagement which like as you pointed out to me last night Claire that was a necessary lesson and maybe this is like a necessary feeling for Brendan to feel because he like shouldn't be pushing himself to do something that like he's not ready to do that he isn't comfortable doing that's not fair to either of them but I don't know it felt it felt a little cruel to me It's a bummer because plenty of good relationships do start when someone is still dealing with stuff. I don't personally think that you have to be completely whole to enter a relationship that's successful. That's I also don't think that after four weeks you should be sure that you want to get engaged. Well, exactly. And I don't even know that Taisha is sure she wants to get engaged. That's the thing. Like, in the sense that, like, there is an expectation that there will be a proposal and a very firm commitment at the end of this show – I think it might be for the best for Brendan to take himself out of this stressful situation. But in the sense that he and Tasha seem to really care about each other and have a lot of compatibilities, it sucks that that possible relationship can't blossom because of the format of the show and and because the show is pushing him to feel like he has to be completely healed and whole to be in a relationship and that his relationship has to mean another engagement. Um, it's, it's just, it is, it's what the show is and it's a bummer every season. Um, and, you know, just to drive this home, Brendan is trying on wedding bands and visibly shaking, like he's not well. 
um, Neil sits down with them after this to, I guess, give them some advice, which, again, I don't think he's very good at. He mostly just rambles about how, like, Catherine and Sean have babies, maybe two, maybe three. He can't be sure. Yeah, he's like, usually I just silent. He's like, usually I just talk to... Brendan's face has like gone white and oh, Neil yeah. is just like prattling on Neil's about just Catherine like, and Sean. Normally I don't talk to the couple, just the guy, but it's great now. I go to the reunions, the women show me their rings and I'm like, I made that. And some of them have babies. Like how many kids do Catherine and Sean have? I don't know, a bunch. And I was like, Neil, no one cares. Like go away. <laughs> also like this is not making Brendan feel better. He's like, wait, now I have to commit to having five. I have to ha- decide if I'm having five babies right now. The goal here and is I not to, to make like, Brendan feel better. Have this wedding band. Like, it was a and lot. Neil's like, and now I'm wishing you both, you know, lots of success together. And the look on Brendan's face was just like, please leave me out of this. <laughs> like, I do not want to be wished a lot of success in this relationship right now. Um, Tasha is beginning to pick up on this. The fact that her boyfriend is ashen-faced, trembling, and sweating <laughs> bullets. Um, because Tasha has that level of emotional intelligence, or EQ. And so at the night date, she's got to really figure out what's going wrong. And uh, Tasha's wearing, a, again, a silver gown. And Brendan's like, oh, not, again, the dresses, they just keep getting better. Um which is sort of the last uh, positive thing he says. During he does. <laughs> he does say that his biggest takeaway from from the date was that he loved seeing her so happy to be blinged out, which was like a very charitable reading of his experience. <laughs> I thought that's true. Yes, he was very kind to not just be like. Anyway, the thought of proposing to you gave me a panic attack, um, and so Tasha having noticed how freaked out he was, decides to bring it up. And she says, you know, our first one-on-one got me excited about this experience. I felt so much for you and I could, you know, have seen myself marrying you. And recently I haven't really known where you stand and I felt sort of lost in this relationship. And Brendan has prepared a speech because Brendan at this point clearly already knows what needs to happen. Yeah. And he tells her that and he's he, shaking while he delivers this. Brendan. It's really sad. I this I think this was the first time that I really like fully wept during this season. He says that he could envision her as the mother of his kids and having a future together, but the date had really reinforced the gravity of giving someone an engagement ring. He doesn't take it lightly. It's been like a really challenging time for him. And he says that when he came on the show, he thought that he was ready. But knowing that you're ready because you want something so badly and he wants a wife and kids more than anything. And he sort of chokes up at that point. That's when I started to to get teary. And he says, I'm coming to the realization that there's a big part of me that's still broken and needs time to heal. There's a big part of me that needs time to grow. There are pieces of myself I need to pick up. And he says, all I want is to give you my whole heart. But as I sit here today, my heart isn't whole. It really breaks my heart. You deserve a man that is complete. You deserve a man who is healed from his past. And unfortunately, right now, I'm not that man. And it was really sad. And I really felt for him. And I, I want to reiterate what you brought up, that like 
you don't need to be fully healed to like deserve, you know, to to move on. Um, but I do think he it was just this whole thing was just a bit too much. And that seems really, really fair. And I thought that the way he spoke about it was incredibly mature. And I thought that the way Tasha responded to it was incredibly gracious and mature. And, you know, she says, like, a younger version of me would be would have been really pissed off at you. But I know what you've gone through. We've both been married before. And as much as I would love to be with you at the end of this, I'm not going to push you if you're not ready. She kind of says, like, I've already, you know, tried to push someone and tried to beg someone to love me. And I'm not I'm not willing to do that again. Um, And And then she asked to walk him out. I mean, it was. Yeah. It's I mean, their relationship is we don't ever really see enough of any relationship on this show to know what could be in another in another setting. It's possible that under less of a pressure cooker, this would have been a really good relationship um, for both of them. And yeah, like like we were both saying, I don't think that you need to be completely whole and healed to to be in a relationship. But this setting does require a lot of fortitude and a lot of confidence and certainty. And it's fair that he doesn't feel that. And I I also love that there is sort of this recognition, I think, in what he's saying that she has options who are great and who mm-hmm. feel that confidence and certainty. And he's like, I think this is the moment where I can ensure that she picks someone to start a life with who is ready to go through this ringer with her. And I know at this point that I'm not that guy. And like, it's hard, you know, obviously you can be pissed at anyone for any reason, but like, it's hard to be mad at that. Like he's, he's doing his best to, I think, give her to to set her up for success in this. And I think that it's really, it's just very lucky that there are, is at least one other person that she does feel very, very strongly for. Because, you know, I think we've seen this situation sometimes come up where you feel like the lead is then, like, left to scramble because, like, this was her pick. And I'm still not, like, totally convinced that part of her wasn't still thinking about picking Brendan. I don't know. I think he seems like a good fit for her in a lot of ways. Um, But, again, I just thought that, like, I... I thought that they both handled themselves so well. And there is clearly a lot of a lot of love there for each other, a lot of respect. And that really came across on both sides. And it's just like, oh, this is exactly how you want to see a parting go kind of in an ideal world in which both people are like, I recognize your feelings and the place you're in. And I respect that. And like, we are not aligning. Um she definitely yeah. starts to break down a little bit more after, you know, she kind of holds it together. And then after he gets in the SUV, she really breaks down. We yeah. we see her in an in the moment before he gets in saying he's been a person that every single day I thought it's Brendan every single day. And that's a really big statement. And I think that makes it very obvious that she was probably planning to send Ivan home and keep Brendan and Zach as her final two. Um, and I really think she could she could see a life with him. And I agree with what you said earlier, that she probably would have told him that she loved him. 
Um, yeah, my my ugh. guess would be that like he topped her like power rankings until late in the season, and then because she felt him pulling away and Zach was like surging, she was like, I think probably it's Zach in the number one spot now, and so production really honed in on Brendan's insecurities, but she clearly still had that that thought that like if he could say. I've realized that this is what I want. You know, I'm ready. I love you. That we could be looking at a really different final episode. Yeah, I agree. And and we see Brendan kind of reckoning with his choice. And he's like, look, me not being ready comes with a huge price. Like, I'm giving up the opportunity to have a future with Tasha and ending something really special before it even started. Um, and it was just the whole thing was, like, very heartbreaking, but also very like mutually respectful and compassionate I thought and then you know Tasha's devastation requires them bringing in the big guns which are big Rach yes Rachel Lindsay is back on our TVs we love to see it I love her so much she looks so good I love also made me realize Rachel. I love relaxed Rachel but also made me realize that like Tasha's very tall <laughs> Because, like, Rachel looked, like, real, like really short next to her. Oh, yeah. Tasha's tall. Um, that's, that's true. Um, we rarely get that amount of that, that kind of scale. Um, exactly. That we can evaluate. Um, and so they sit down uh, for a sort of a, a final consult. Uh, and in a way, like, you, Rachel can probably relate. She also had one of her finalists. Um, her top handful of men leave uh, unexpectedly and emotionally because he couldn't give her what she was looking for. Um, and she's very happy now. So that must be reassuring for Tasha to see. Um, and Tasha fills her in on what happened with Brendan and Ivan and Zach. And then she also brings up Ben. Rachel's like, are there any guys you still think about? And Tasha's like, Ben, 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 Ben. She's like, I liked Ben so much. He never really opened up and he was very guarded. And then she says, you know, we, we made a little progress basically, but even when I sent him home, he never showed that much emotion. And Rachel points out, you know, yeah, he's probably feeling like he finally opened up for you and he got sent home. And he's just like, yeah, I guess. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Rachel, wise as ever. Also, so I just want to point out that it was like pretty fucking cool to just see two bachelorettes who are both black women having a girl chat and like it wasn't a thing we didn't need to you know talk about that explicitly but like Rachel is no longer the one and only and like that must be a really good feeling for her because she has shouldered a lot being in that spot that's so true um I mean it's the show is is apparently responding to this summer um, and doing a lot of, of casting to that end. But Tasha would have been like at the top of the list to be a lead at any time and has been such an incredible bachelorette. And Rachel's got to got to be happy to yeah. not be alone in that position anymore. Um, and uh, after their girl chat concludes, um, we see someone approaching 
Chris Who Harrison's could it be? Suite. Who could it be? It's his lower, a man's lower half. He's wearing tight cropped pants and a sort of billowing t-shirt. Uh, it seems like the style of a man we once knew and loved named Ben. And sure enough, it's Ben. Ben is back. Look, they couldn't couldn't let her go into this rose ceremony without three people. Like someone needs to be rejected. Maybe Ben will get rejected again, but like there needs to be more rejection than just Tasha getting rejected and defaulting to final two. And they have the the luxury of the fact that clearly, um, at least for the last few, they just kind of hold the guys there because they don't want spoilers. You know, they don't want everyone very obviously leaving the resort. So Ben has clearly just been like quarantining in a hotel room on the property um, and he's back and he's ready for a chat with Chris Harrison. Chris Harrison has moved on from Ed and now it's Ben time. Yeah. And with Ed, you know, it was all, you know, ha ha. Let's talk about whether you knock on the door. But with Ben, you know, they have some serious, serious. issues to discuss. Um, he sits down with Chris and he says, you know, I can't stop thinking about our breakup and how I shut down. It was so unlike our relationship and, I had never expe- I had never expressed to her that I'm in love with her and it's possible that she felt the same toward me and he didn't know how I felt and basically I don't even know if I'm asking to come back but I do want to kind of redo that breakup conversation and tell her how I feel about her and just get it all out there instead of having our last interaction be this weird thing where I couldn't make words happen. And, and uh, this seems to be an effective plea. I mean, I I did appreciate that Ben was very much like, I don't even know what I'm asking for. I'm not necessarily like coming in demanding to be back with her. Like, I just have been stewing on this thing that I felt didn't end the way that I wanted it to and that I still have things sort of like pressing on me that I didn't get a chance to express because of the way that, you know, Ben has a has a tough time um, expressing his emotions. And yeah. I don't know. I, I appreciated that. I saw some discussion, understandably, of whether it was wrong to depict as romantic Ben returning after having been dumped and and seeming to ask yeah. Tasha to 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 disregard her her no to him. And I think I, it softened it for me because he very much acknowledged that. And also like, that I think Tasha wanted to have the conversation that he wanted to have, even if she was right. not thrilled with the timing, clearly, because it complicated things for her. Tasha didn't just break up with him to never see him again. It seemed pretty clear to the audience and also, I think, to Ben that she wanted to elicit something from him that he failed to give her. And he's like, I can still give her that. She also says that to Rachel. Right, exactly. Like, so we know like we've that seen, she's still looking for that. Right, we've seen people come back in a way that feels like very oppressive before. Um, like Luke P. Yeah. Returning. You know, after a very definitive, like, I do not want you to be around me. That's That wasn't the vibe that, that Ben got. And I, I, so I was not like as bothered. Right, like, to me, it's, like, in real life, if someone is, like, I don't think we should see each other anymore, and then, like, a week later, you're, like, can we have a talk about what happened? 
to me that's not weird or bad to me that's a normal part of breakups and if that person says no I don't want to talk about it then you have to accept that for sure yes or if you have the talk and they're like and now I never want to see you again you have to accept that for sure but to me it was left sort of open-ended enough in terms of what Taisha wanted for him from him that it did not concern me that he came back and I agree I, yeah, and also Tasha responded really well to when Bennett came back. So there's precedent for, I mean, she was like, thank you for doing that. And I'll take some extra time to consider. Um, and she was like not nearly as into Bennett as she was into Ben also. Oh, yeah. Um, like she still thinks about Ben, clearly. And um, so it must have been quite a shock when she is finger styling her waves in her cleavage bearing keyhole gown for this rose Can we ceremony look i'm not trying to objectify taisha but i just want to say that the styles this episode were very um breast forward and i was here for it she looked incredible oh yeah i i really really appreciated her commitment to the full glam that this point in the season calls for Um, and so she is preparing herself when there's a knock on the door. It's Ben. And she literally kind of ducks her face behind the door after opening it because she's so taken aback (laughs) to see him. And he's like, I'm sorry. I know I'm catching you off guard, but like, I'd like to talk. And she invites him in. They sit down and he, you know, says the way things ended I didn't expect at all. And I was so caught off guard. I didn't know what to do or say. And I'm sorry. I was a little bit, you know, his feelings are whatever they may be are valid. But I don't think he should have to feel bad that he didn't respond the way she wanted when she was dumping him. I stand by that. I stand by him having every right to shut down when he's being dumped. But he says, you know, I'm sorry that I couldn't express myself in that moment. Um, but here's what I have been feeling. I'm in love with you. I've been in love with you. And I blew it by not telling you in the moment when I felt it. Um, I never felt it before. I was terrified, but that's how I feel. And the life we could have together keeps me up at night. I'm not sure what what I'm asking for, but I couldn't leave without telling you. Taisha looks very frustrated understandably this is like real crappy timing she's about to go to a rose ceremony I think a big part of being in this position is just sort of like wrapping your head around the present moment and like moving forward and so understandably it's like very disruptive emotionally to be like okay Brendan is gone my final two are Zach and Ivan this is how I will be moving forward into the end of this process and Instead, there's this like wrench thrown into it, and now she's confused all over again. And, and she must like, be exhausted because and she's, she's exa- just and had she's like two all nighters. Yeah, she's not slept in like four days, and now there's this like another uh, emotional hurdle coming at her, and like that is a lot. And I think that's why we saw her react the way she did. And she, she was just like, I'm, I'm not okay. I need a minute. And he's like, yep, for sure. And she just walks back clearly to chat with her like producer and is just like, I want to cry. I don't know what to do. 
And then she says, there's a rose ceremony. What am I going to do with that? Yeah. <laughs> and she's like pointing towards Ben. And it was just like a, such a human reaction. I love when we see these like exasperated <laughs> moments where she's clearly talking to a producer she has a very close relationship with. And she's just like, what What am I doing? What am I supposed to do? What is that? The, ah. I and was ready and now I'm not. She's in the very weird position now too of having two guys who have said they're in love with her and two guys who went on fantasy suite dates. Only one guy who is in both those positions. And both of those things add such a boost to your standing. Yeah. So she can either end up with a final two or one of the guys hasn't said he's in love with her, which has got to be giving you pause about picking him. And Or you can end up with a final two where you haven't had all that extra time with one of the guys, which puts him at a huge disadvantage. And like, so How could she's, it not be Zach? How could it not be right. Zach? And I feel like in one sense, you know, she's feeling so much for Zach that in the long run, it may not really matter. But she's also, you know, I wonder if, if there's a part of her that's like, well, wouldn't it be great if I could just like have an, a fantasy suite date with Ben to like, but to figure this out more, but he's coming right. back now. And like, what, like our relationship is already kind of fucked to hell. <laughs> Right. But I still do have lots of feelings for him. Right. She still has feelings for him. And also, like, remember that Ben already lives in L.A. You know, he's a trainer. His his life is somewhat flexible because of his career. And in some ways, like, their lives might mesh fairly easily together. Like, there's it's just a lot to consider. And I think that she had clearly cut off the option because when someone leaves, you're like, okay. I need to like compartmentalize and get that person out of my head. And suddenly they have reappeared. Um, And I just think she must be incredibly confused and I really feel for her. And, you know, I'm interested to see what happens. I do want to point out that the show, like I felt like it sort of spoiled itself. It showed us a promo of um, tonight's episode and we saw, um, we saw Ben making out with her in what clearly looked like a new daytime outfit the next day. And the clip of Ivan we see is of him in his rose ceremony night outfit, having a serious talk with her. So like, yeah, we don't see any footage of Ivan in a new outfit other than the rose ceremony when we've already seen him don. And also like, let's be real. Like we didn't see Zach footage, but like he's not going home. So I really think that what's going to happen is that she is going to, end up sending Ivan home and keeping Ben around to figure shit out, which is poor baby Ivan. I feel like that's got to really be rough. And if that's what happens to go home in favor of someone who had already been sent home, didn't get a fantasy suite date like you did, but you know, you're in a situation where she got some clarity with you by spending all that extra time. And she might have already decided in her head, like I got this time with Zach and with Ivan and, but between those experiences, I have probably figured out that I'm going to eventually break up with Ivan. And, right. And, and this is what I Zach. said to you last night, I think, is that like the difference there is that, um, as you said, she got clarity with Ivan. She she had probably wrapped her head around the idea that she was probably going to keep Brendan and Zach and send Ivan home and that Ivan likely was not it for her in the end. Um, and... Ben, on the other hand, comes back. So he remains somewhat of a question mark. And while I do think she'll ultimately choose Zach, like, 
from her perspective, I do understand why she would end up, you know, once you have clarity on someone, you can't kind of like unring that bell. Once you know someone's not the person for you, you can't unsee it usually. So I'm God, yeah. it's going to be a crazy night. It would be it would be wild if she really threw me for a loop here and and sent Ben home and kept Ivan because that trailer seemed so blatantly like the spoiler yeah. to me. But we'll see. We'll find out very soon. Yeah, we could be wrong. We could be wrong. Yeah. And on that note, uh, we're super ready for Tasia's season to come to a, a climax here and for us to see the end of her love story and we will get to do that in just a few short hours and we'll be back here tomorrow to discuss yeah. what happens that is it for here to make friends thanks so much to our producers nick offenberg sarah patterson and becca de gregorio give us a follow on facebook and instagram at here to make friends pod and you can follow us individually on instagram and twitter i'm at claire e fallon and I'm at Emily D. Rose. We'll be back tomorrow to recap the big finale of Tasha's season of The Bachelorette. Save big money on everything. Now at Menards. Make quick work of your outdoor cleaning project with Master Force Outdoor and Landscaping Tools. The 80-volt cordless trimmer is powerful, efficient, and hassle-free. So you spend less time working on your yard and more time enjoying the results. On sale now through May 19th. Check out our wide selection of Master Force tools and see the rest of our deals on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Monday.com.